I'm terrified. I count on my tips and these hospital bills are confusing. The insurance adjusters just treat me like I'm a piece of paperwork. Man, you should go to johnstrausslaw.com. John Strauss is a great personal injury attorney. When I got hurt, he handled everything for me. He was on my side. And best of all, I didn't have to pay out of pocket. He got paid when I did. That's great because I cannot afford to pay out of pocket. Yeah, don't let them confuse you and trick you. They treat you like you're a business. And it's not business, it's personal. Injury. JohnStraussLaw.com Every happy hour, Mike, Friday from 6 to 8 p.m. at Radio FL Mutiny Radio. I just fucked that up again. What the fuck is wrong with me? Yeah! Hey, this is Mutiny Radio. FM. You're listening to Flat Black Plastic Show. Enjoy. I mean stuff I've got. What the fuck am I talking about? I am way too high. I've been eating my own product. Hey everybody, it's eight o'clock. It's time for Bam Tassis Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio.fm. Yay! Hey, I've got this thing in my hand. It means something. Whatever. Like, oh no. Yay! All these people are here. This is really great. Uh, it's the last Friday of the month, so it's a short month. So I thought that we would do short comics. <laughs> people who are tiny and really powerhouse people but are, you know, infirmed in the way of height. That's a terrible way to put it. I'm 5'5", five five, so I'm so normal. If anyone ever wants to give me their clothes, I will take them. You can just drop them by here at the station. <laughs> 278 121st Street at Florida Street. Uh, I'm a si- my 7 size shoe and regular size clothing. Please give me your clothing. What I'm saying is I'm a normal size. There are people that are tinier than me and this is a problem for them. They're like, what do I, how do I get free clothing? I can't. Oh, <laughs> I feel badly for them. Uh, I, we, we're going to talk about small people. Uh, that's weird. I'm sorry. I don't want to be like, I'm trying not to I'm cons- I'm like the accidental racist at all times. Like I just was racist against small people. I'm an asshole. Yay, I'm an asshole. Yay. Uh, I'm like, what can I be? What can I I'm a woman. What can I be misogynistic against? Hey! Welcome! Yay! Neither of you are uh, infirmed in the way of height. You're all normal in the way that that works. It's a short month. I'm sorry. I don't even know. I have no short jokes because I really, I don't, I try not to think about. 
they say not to judge a book by its cover, but I'm like, you can learn a lot by a book by its cover. You can actually know. If you turn it over, you can see the blurbs on the back of like who likes it or who didn't. And on the front, there's usually a picture where you're like, will I like this book or not? Like, is it? Okay. Hey, Trish, she's a tiny person. Yay. Oh, oh yeah. Trish is in the show. Don't worry about her. No, sits. There you go. She's, see how tiny she is? That's how we know she's in the show. Because <laughs> I, I, I always wished as a person that I had either been taller or smaller because I wanted to be a ballerina as a child, but I was just normal. So it was, it was, it was a problem. Like I was like, oh, I always want to be so skinny and tiny. And I used, to pretend, I used to be in ballet class, and I would actually take both of my arms and I would put them down this way so that they sort of pushed out my... Hit, I looked really skinny. <laughs> what I'm saying is I tried to make my legs. Uh, society is a shitty thing for girls and being skinny. Did you ever feel less than because you weren't skinny enough? Yeah, me all the time. Yeah, here I am in... Uh, I remember this exact moment. I was in second grade and I was in uh, vacation Bible school. And I didn't want to let my... I had to put my body on my toes because I was worried about letting it flat because I was worried about my thighs spreading. I was in second grade. Yay! Bulimia is awesome. It's so good. Uh, I've always been worried about being fat and stuff, not because of like, you know, like health reasons, but just because I want people to like listen to me and think that I have something to say because I'm skinny and pretty. Okay. So... I was like, oh, what's Melania going to do? Like, New first lady. I really am going to miss Michelle Obama because I wish she would have run for president because I love Michelle. I, like, wanna, I mean, I would, I would go down on Michelle. You know what I mean? Like, she could be in uh, some sort of cab singing a song. Like, she could be, and I'd be like, oh, Michelle. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not even a lesbian. I'm just like, I love you, Michelle. How can I prove my love for you? I will do it. But I'm all like, what's Melania going to do as a first lady? She's, I can't love her the way that I love Michelle. Because, well, what's she going to pick up as her way to talk about people? What's she going to do, right? And I'm like, she's going to, she's a plagiarist. So she's going to pick right up where Michelle left off. And she's going to be like, I hate fat kids. Because fat kids, no one listens to fat kids. Fuck them, right? <laughs> right? So she's going to really promote bulimia. <laughs> it's going to be like... Hey, everybody, it's really great because you're a better consumer. You consume four times the food of normal people. And then you vomit. And I really think that where she's going to make her mark is in environmentalism because she's going to teach kids how to vomit into the composting. Right? It's like you vomit into the composting, and then we can grow plants out of your vomit. It's like the cycle of life. I'm really excited for whatever Melania makes happen it's cool there's a thing that we sing at the beginning of Pam Dassey's Comedy Clubhouse and if you know how to sing it sing along with me M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Comedy Together we will bring our jokes up high 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 no cough with me I really love that OG Kush right now. You know what I'm saying? M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! Yay! Yay!
we're going to have fun tonight. Everybody's shorter than I am, which is really, really great, because I'm 5'5". Five five. I'm normal. <laughs> uh, I'm like, who's going to be first on the show? And I feel like a dick, because I don't know what to do, because I didn't make a list. <laughs> so... Because it's a short list. <laughs> Sorry, they're all tiny people. No, 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 I love it. Uh, you're sitting in front of me, and you're, you guys want a Rochambeau for it? Or does anybody want to go up first? You want to... Rusty versus Trish, Rusty versus Trish. You want to you Rochambeau, or you want to just decide? You want to point at each other for a while? That's cool. You guys can point at each other for a while. There it is. Yeah! Your first comedian of the night. I can't wait to see what happens. Everybody, clap your hands wildly for Rusty Shacklebird! Woo! Thanks, everybody. How are you? How's it going? How are y'all? Thank you for coming. I got PBRs in the fridge. Help yourself. <laughs> so, I don't really think I'm short. It's just everybody's a little bit taller than me. So, I, don't, I didn't really have any short material until today. <laughs> so, bear with me. I have a list. I'm so short that when I smoke weed, I only get medium. <laughs> Do my, what's that, the Wizard of Oz? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Where they the lollipop guilt? All right. <laughs> well, I was gonna say something about not being able to buy like clothes that fit, but the sweater kind of speaks for itself. It's like a dress on me. Look at this bad boy. Oh man. I always used to wonder why people were always yelling at me, and it's because they thought I was far away. Because things far away look smaller. Come on, people. <laughs> Wrote that one on the bus. <laughs> Shit. Uh, it's cool being short. I find people like me a lot more because people appreciate the little things in life. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and pull the trump. Quiet, quiet. <laughs> you got that. All right. Ooh. So. I just found out midget is like the N-word to those guys. <laughs> yeah, really? Is that, is that true? Anybody? Is that for real? I dated a midget once. I really liked her. Guess you could say I was nuts over her. <laughs> she broke up with me because I kept making jokes like that. One night to uh, make it up to her, I bought like a, you know, a nice bottle of wine, got a, uh, you know, cooked her a gourmet meal, and then we watched some Netflix and chill. And then after that, I went upstairs and drew her a nice sink. Get it? Get it? You got it. Got it? Look at that. Look at that gorgeous smile. <laughs> All right, here's the lunch break one. Oh, oh. You know what the key is to writing jokes about small people? Keep them short. 
<laughs> That's right. Give me that rim shot. I said shot, not job. Uh, anybody else like midget porn? <laughs> you should. Everybody likes a little sex. All right. So anyway, that's it for my short stuff. So um, I'm getting old, getting really old. Really old for a black guy is like 40s. Because I don't think I'm supposed to get this, this far without some sort of like, you know, tragedy in my life. There's a, uh, I, don't, I don't have any role models. It's like, there's just no country for old black men who want to get laid. Because there are no like sex symbols. I mean, who's fucking? Does anybody in this room show of hands? Who y'all like Morgan Freeman? Yeah. Exactly. Would you fuck him? Absolutely. You would, Pam. Absolutely, I would fuck Morgan. You would fuck Morgan Freeman. <laughs> you get a some some. <laughs> <laughs> That is a Shawshank, huh? So that was Trish's joke. I'm going to give her credit for credit. So um, we live long in my family. Unfor not unfortunately. My grandmother is like 99. <laughs> and she, uh, she's 99 despite surviving cancer and diabetes. Thank you. Thank you. The rest of you just freaking selfish bastards. So yeah. But it left her mark. She lost two breasts and a leg which is also my favorite chicken dinner. Oh. I'm glad y'all laughed at that, because if I didn't, I was gonna say it was her joke and make you feel guilty. <laughs> I don't know what kind of old black man I'm supposed to be now. I'm, you know, there's, there is no role models. There like a, there's one guy in my building, he's an old black guy too, but he's mean. Mean, doesn't talk to me, doesn't say any word. We're the only two black people in the whole building. And this is in Oakland. So, um, <laughs> I don't even know why that's funny. <laughs> so, I got it in my head. I kind of think I get it now. I think he thinks that since I'm younger than him, that I might be his replacement. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> like they're going to set him out on the curb or some shit like that. <laughs> oh, man. I know I'm a little old. I'm a little bit too old to be chasing after young girls anymore, mainly because they run too fast, can't catch them. But I did happen to get lucky with one a few nights ago. And there's this thing about young girls, when you have younger girls in bed with you, what is this whole thing? They like to call you daddy during sex, which is okay. I mean, you know, granted she was my daughter, But the daddy thing is creepy. <laughs> oh, man, I'm just kidding, y'all. I don't care if she calls me daddy. <laughs> Shoot. I'm from Kentucky. That's like Tuesday over there. Shoot. I was just back there, and um, my uncle's short. He's a short, crazy man. And I'll tell you what, he's got a weird sense of humor. You kind of see where I get it from. 
I went and visited him. I just wanted to see if any of my relatives were still alive after Trump got elected, because Kentucky is a red-ass state. <laughs> so um, I noticed that he, did, he used to have a girlfriend, and his girlfriend, didn't. They used, she used to live with him, and she wasn't there anymore. And I was like, what happened? <laughs> Hold on to your butts on this one. <laughs> so he goes, well, you know how I like to play jokes. And I'm like, yeah, I thought she was cool. He's like, well, let me tell you what happened. He says he was coming home from work. Now, he lives in a rural area of Kentucky. I'm surprised I can say that. Rural, rural. <laughs> He lives in a rural area of Kentucky, and um, he was walking home. He was walking. He was coming. He was on his way home from work, and animals in rural areas, they just let them die on the side of the road. Um, so he comes across a donkey that was laying on the side of the road dead, and apparently it died with a boner. So there's this massive donkey dick hanging out of a dead donkey. Yeah, no. What? What was that? Who was that? <laughs> anyway, there was a donkey dick hanging out. So he gets it in his head. Oh, he's got, yeah, I know, right? He's got plans for that dick. So he goes over. He's got tools in the back of his truck, chops the donkey dick off, wraps it up in a blanket, throws it in the back of his truck, and he goes home giggling. And um, he gets home. His, his girlfriend's cooking dinner in the kitchen. And he comes in, sneaks in. He's all smiles with that donkey dick. He throws it on the kitchen table, unwraps it, and goes, ha ha! <laughs> She turns around, sees that donkey dick, goes, ah, you killed your brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, ain't seen her since. (laughs) So I went to the city in Kentucky. I went to Louisville. And like I said, Kentucky's a red-ass state. I actually did a show there. And um, there was a wedding party in the show. We did the bachelorette party. All the brides, they all the bridesmaids, they all had their little bachelorette outfits. But I guess the uniform of the day was that red Trump hat, make America great again. So I'm like, oh, great. So you notice how the race, this Trump has emboldened a lot of races. They're, you know, they're going, they're going back to throwback racism, you know. <laughs> they're bringing shit back from like the 50s and 60s. What hit me up to that after the show, the... Uh, one of the ladies just comes, she's like drunk as fuck. And I'm just like, okay, here we go. I'm either going to get some or I'm going to get pissed. Because I, I could tell there's a fine line between the two. So she goes, oh, you were so funny. You were so great. Oh, I got to touch your hair. Now, this is, don't take it personally. <laughs> this is actually. And I'm like, somehow that struck. See, I, I came up after the whole hair touching bit, but I wasn't aware. But I, I vaguely remembered, like, I felt it through my ancestors that that was somewhat racist. I was like, wait, I'm not sure why that, but that, that, I think that's racist. So I go like, let me touch your hair, let me touch your hair. So I'm like, okay, you can touch my hair. And I looked at that hat and then it hit me. I was like, yeah, you can touch my hair as long as you let me grab you by the pussy. (laughs) (sighs) Then I ran. Fast, because it is Kentucky. <laughs> oh, so I'm not even sure what's racist anymore. Like I was down in L.A. and I was on Sunset, and I was walking up the street, and there was this other guy across the street on the other side, walking the other way, and he looks at me. Now, okay, back up. And y'all seen Back to the Future, right? You know what Doc Brown looks like, right? Yeah. All right. Imagine Doc Brown. Same overcoat, lab coat, but only with boxer shorts, two flip-flops, and a Spider-Man t-shirt. 
Okay. So he's coming down the street. He sees me and he goes, nigger. I'm like, oh. So there's rules of this sort of thing. I'm sure you all are aware. So I'm like, first off, I'm going to see, do I have to do anything? Has anybody else seen that? Sure enough, there was an older black couple up the street looking at me. The old lady's looking like taking her earrings off, like looking at me. Are you going to do this? Are you going to do this? And I'm like, all right, all right. So, so I go and I'm pushing the, the thing to get the light to change. And the guy, I'm watching the guy. I'm like, fuck, now I'm going to go to jail. But, you know. So he walks straight up to an Asian lady, old Asian lady, walking her dog, looks at the Asian lady, points at the dog and goes, nigger. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> false alarm <laughs> nothing to see here we're good we're good the old couple goes off I walk another block and I'm like oh it hits me what if that son of a bitch wasn't really race or crazy what if he was just a clever racist who figured out how to say nigger in public and get away with it <laughs> thank you that is my time oh shit <laughs> You can see him at uh, the uh, Purple Onion all the time. That's what I was trying to say. I just couldn't remember how it sounded. Your next comedian wears roller skates on the huge, and that's cool. Uh, He's part of the Church of Eight Wheels, which is an amazing place on the top of the hill that you can always go roller skate at if you remember what the 70s and early 80s were like and the purity of that moment, and you can gain that again. Uh, Also, not with his comedy. (laughs) It has nothing to do with purity. But you guys are gonna love the comedy of your next comedian. He's a hilarious individual. Clap your hands wildly for Matthew Quirk. Thanks, Pam. Some lady was asking me what size uh, panties you wear, and I, you know, I didn't know what to say, so I was like, normal? Normal? You're not normal? It's not normal? I heard normal a lot. So, anyway, I, thanks for putting me up here for Hell Hat. Um, that'd be great. Where's the hat? Do you want it? You can no. It you want. No, I'm just bringing up the fact that this is the only fucking thing I can get booked for is the must be short as hell. Obviously, obviously don't have a date. Come, come roast Tinder. Be great. Uh, so anyway, what else is I going to say? i got to fill this time. You know what? i got to tell you what. From this last election, as a Gen Xer, if there's one thing I fucking learned is that we can't rely on you millennials for shit. What do you mean? Just, you know exactly what the fuck I mean. God damn it. I mean, what's the matter? The fucking, uh, the the little I voted sticker wasn't enough of a participation trophy for you guys? Couldn't get off your fucking app long enough to come actually vote? I guess it's our fault, right? We didn't spend enough time educating them in the way that they understand. And we didn't spend enough time explaining to them to think of this as like artisanal, handcrafted revolution. Put down that fucking phone and get out there. So anyway, 
I guess we should have known that there's no, we, have, we should have no faith in you people. That's right, you people. I mean, you guys are deathly allergic to peanut butter and bread. I mean, what the fuck is that? If there's like, when Trumpageddon comes, I'm just going to make a couple sandwiches and fight off your whole fucking zombie generation and survive, survive. Yeah, I mean, you guys are due for a big fucking mortality spike here anyway, now that they've stopped making antibacterial soap. When you guys finally touch dirt for the first time, it's going to be a huge die off of you, all the millennials. Yeah, and you're just a late reaction giggle from my associates. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're just so delusional about so much, like your fucking diets and everything. Like, I'm paleo, I'm paleo. How come I'm not losing weight? I'm paleo. Because nothing about you is fucking paleo, that's why. You know what's paleo? Shivering. Shivering is paleo. It's hella paleo. Works your core, gets those hard-to-reach muscles. That's why they were so ripped back then. They were fucking shivering all the time. And your delusional fucking workouts, fucking CrossFit. We had this thing when I was growing up that took the place of CrossFit. They were called chores. <laughs> chores, and you did them. You stayed in shape. Come to think of it, chores is also our anti-immigration policy in the 70s. I mean, even the most resourceful Mexican couldn't compete with the do-it-or-else economic power of your father. <laughs> yeah. CrossFit, big for nothing, CrossFit. It's like, the only reason to do CrossFit is to just do more CrossFit. That's cocaine. That's cocaine. Like, cocaine went to, I mean, yeah, cocaine went to rehab and came out as a fitness routine. That's how we got CrossFit. Yeah, CrossFit. They, they did a fucking movie about themselves. They called themselves the fittest people on earth. Now, hold on a minute. How do you call yourselves the best at anything if you're not competing against any black or brown people? <laughs> That's what I want to know. It's more like burning CrossFit. Oh. Boom! <laughs> That's a dig against CrossFit and racism, because I'm politically... Correct. Yeah, and fucking weed, man, shit. You, you remember 1987, right? The year America ran out of weed? Man, back then there was weed or no weed. You didn't have all this fucking shattered dab, fucking honey goo, which club has the special on reg Congolese this week. You got it too easy, man. You fucking, you didn't save your joints of your roaches and hoard them till Sunday because they were special. You guys don't know what it is to struggle for fucking weed. You guys don't even know what roaches are, do you? <laughs> Fuck. Man. And now with your fucking vape pens, I mean, we used to be like upright homo sapiens, like looking each other in the eye as we passed our joints to each other. And now you all got your individual vape pens and you're slowly devolving into these homo sativas and homo indicas <laughs> as you Pokemon walk off a fucking cliff. <laughs> like, you don't win that game, you Darwin that game. 
And now with the fucking nav apps you guys got everywhere because you lost your ability to find your friends in a park. I mean, what kind of future do you guys... It's Trump is just proof of that shit. You guys, what, you couldn't get Bernie Sanders up in there? Motherfuckers. Oh, I got a comment back there. Is that a yes end for myself? Yeah, right. Anyway, now we're stuck in Celebrity Apprentice, the presidency. <laughs> Fucking alt-reality TV show. It's like the culmination of every TV show in reality only tv shows if they were real would fucking suck and this is fucking sucking bad man shit you know we used to have like post-racial america with obama all right thank god that's over right shit now with trump again on the way i tell you what man i'm gonna get on the right side of history with this shit right so i took a job as a plumber's assistant that's right, I'm taking a job that a Mexican could have. <laughs> Fuck those people. Fuck it. And now that we're in back to racist America, I gotta say, you know, you hear a name like Jalandra Quay or Shalandra Quan, you know, it's like black name, right? But like Kellyanne, like Kellyanne Conway, that's a meth name. Crystal Methan, mi nombre es Kelly Ann. Crystal Methan, fucking mean girl, that chick, man. She's got the hair of a meth head. She's got the skin of a meth head. She talks like a meth head. She argues like a meth head. It's fucking. How did she get such a good job with that? Although I got to say, good teeth, man. Maybe they got good dentistry or something. She don't have the teeth of a meth head. I'll give her that. Yeah. Well, if there's another thing I learned from this election is that you got to double down. You've got to double down on your causes. You've got to double down. So I am double downing on my cause, which lost a little bit of favor in the election, but I'm bringing it back. So I just can't wait four years to say this again. Ginger lives matter. Hashtag ginger lives matter. I'm talking about the other red meat. I know there's a lot of hashtag lives matter out there. It's easy to get confused. But let's face it, most of that is just a struggle for... Oh, that's my... I was waiting for the horn. That's just a struggle for acceptance. But gingers were actually struggling for our very survival. I mean... Take global warming, right? That's no good for us. I saw this thing on Facebook where they're trying to get all the gingers together at Dolores Park one Saturday. Do you know how fucking sunny it gets at Dolores Park, man? That was an attempt to wipe us out in one smooth move. But I didn't fall for it. And now every once in a while, my friends, now that we studied the human genome, they're sending me, oh, how many generations are mathematically left till all that's left of the gingers is just the highlights and some lucky chick's hair, and that's it for all eternity. But I ain't fucking falling for it, man. Because I got a way 
to preserve the gingers for all time. It's something you're not going to hear from the Republicans or the Democrats, so I'm going to have to say it here. And that is, please, fuck a ginger. (laughs) Tonight would be great. (laughs) All right, thank you, Mutiny. Fuck a ginger, you assholes. What are you doing with your lives? Come on. Sorry, I spit too far that direction. I always... I I hate being a human, you know, like things come out of your mouth and out of places and strange, weird places in your body. Like all those weird shit that falls out. Like the things out of Matthew Kirk's mouth. That was so fun. Uh, Your next comedian, you guys, you should be so excited because, and I don't see his face. I was going to have Arden be up, but he's not. He's, there he is. How did you do that? Like, you have your own... I mean, I'm convinced anyways that he has a black hole that exists outside of our reality that he hides himself in. And he's like, well, I'll be part of your reality for now. But now I hang out over here. And I'm like, what? You guys are going to love his jokes. He's very, very funny. He's also part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival happening next week. He's hosting the East Coast versus West Coast because he's from New Jersey. Welcome this weirdo right now, everybody. It's Arden Marchetta. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you, Mutiny. It's great to be here. Uh, I'm avoiding eye contact for a moment while I get my bearings. Uh, My comedy has been described as intense, in-your-face, and nonsensical. So you're just going to have to come along for the ride on this one. It's going to be a lot of fun, I promise. Uh, I am short. I like to say I'm 5'8 on a good day. Uh, and it makes dating difficult. All right? Be- and I do a lot. Of, I've been on OkCupid since 2006. Okay? <laughs> That's a lot of years to be on a dating site. <laughs> and still single. So uh, I thought I was doing something wrong with the profile. So I went and I read every dating profile, self-help, like, here's how you do it, article. Number one piece of advice. List your height. No one wants to date anyone who's short. (laughs) So your advice is for me to grow. (laughs) The one thing I can't do physically or as a person Thanks, Internet. <laughs> but it's really, I, I've, I've come to understand that it's not my height that's deterring my dates. It's my personality. And I get it. it you know, I, I come off as flamboyant and loud and abrasive. And it's the bandana. I get it. it it's all the bandana. I, but there's a reason I wear the bandana. Actually, there are many reasons I wear the bandana. Number one... It's a hair management solution until it becomes a hair loss solution. Right. Number two, I am short, as I've already stated, uh, and this works great to signal taller people not to run me the fuck over. Okay? <laughs> Which reminds me, would the airlines please start charging for spillover? And for people who don't understand what that means, I'll explain as a tiny person, When you only take up, I'd say, about half the space of a normal airline seat, 
but the person next to you spills over their armrest into your seat by a good two-thirds, right? You should be charged for that. Thank you. He understands my struggle. Have you ever traveled as luggage? Because I have. It was a bus trip in Spain, and they said Arden couldn't possibly fit in the overhead rack. And sure enough, I could. Uh, but uh, no, that, that's terrible memories. Speaking of terrible memories, uh, no, but you're a wonderful audience. Thanks for coming out tonight. I'm having a lot of fun talking about short people and being short. Uh, but you know, being short is kind of an advantage because people, they, they underestimate you. Like all my guy friends, they all underestimate me because right? they leave me alone with their girlfriends all the time. <laughs> and it's like, do you not get it? Like, I'm a comedian. I make them laugh. That, that's it. Like, I've won. Battle over, right? Because every, what's the number one, ladies, what's the number one thing you always look for in a guy? Sense of humor, right? <laughs> Thank you. I met Trish. Trish and I go way back. But uh, no, it's always a sense of humor. But I, I can't, going back to dating advice, I can't take advice from my female friends. Because every piece of advice they give me is bullshit. It's always, well, you should be a little bit of an asshole on the date. Unless she likes a nice guy, then be nice. That's like telling me you should invest in gold. Or scratch off lotto tickets. One of those two things, it'll pay off. It's gonna be great. Yeah. And I get this advice all the time and none of it works. None of it works. Uh, so I'm very lonely. I'm very, very lonely. I'm so sad. Just feel so bad for me. Uh, but don't, I do this to myself, it's fine. Uh, but uh, one of the things that, uh, reasons I have trouble dating, I. Uh, you ever have a girl come over to your place and you go, oh, I wanted to show you this really cool thing on the internet, and the first thing on your browser that comes up is porn, right? <laughs> like, I can't tell you how many times I've done this. I really learned, need to learn to just hit the clear history button, you know, it's, but I, people are too uptight about porn, right? Like my friend, she got all bent out of shape about this text I sent her the other day, right? And so she was in the car, and when you're in the car, Siri reads your text so you don't have to text and drive, right? There's a feature you can turn on. I highly suggest everybody does it. Anyway, so I sent her this text, and it said, hey, you'll never guess what I asked Siri to find, clown porn, right? And so it read it out loud, right? And she was all bent out of shape because her five-year-old's in the backseat, right? He doesn't need to hear about clown porn, right? And neither does his iPad, because all Siri on the iPad heard, because they're in traffic, is, hey, Siri, find clown porn. <laughs> so the next thing you know, here's what I found for clown porn. And he's like, mommy, I don't want to go to McDonald's anymore. <laughs> but I mean, no one wants to actually be in clown porn, right? I mean, the girl, she's going to have to wipe all that makeup off. The clown, he's going to have to put it all back on. <laughs> I mean, you know, and it's traumatic for everybody involved. <laughs> but I just, I, I'm all about porno being more honest, right? Because 
I, there's always the after part of the scene where they interview the poor girl that just took part in whatever debauchery does happen, and she has to act like she had a great time, right? She's always like, oh, it was so great, blah, blah, blah. I just wanted to be honest once, for once, right? It's like, hey, Candy, how was your first scene? You know, it's like, oh, you mean my scene with Captain Trackmarks over there? Oh, fucking great. Came in my eye, I can't feel my ass, and my cervix is bruised. Where's my check? Where's my meth dealer? I'm going to my trailer, by which I mean my house. <laughs> right? I just a little more honesty in porn. Just a little bit. Is that too dark for everybody? <laughs> Speaking of dark, I, I, I do have to dedicate this set to a friend of mine, to comedy. Uh, she was a big inspiration. And it, it was really the last conversation we had that uh, made me want to become a comic. And uh, she's, I remember it was like it was yesterday. She said, uh, Arden, I just broke up with Steve. Am I ever going to find a nice guy? I said, well, Molly, you could always go out with me. She said, ha, 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 you're hilarious. So that bitch is dead to me now. <laughs> and I hope she's happy wherever the fuck she is. Anyway, you've been a wonderful audience. Thank you for indulging me. Get ready for your post, Pam Benjamin! Host of the amazing uh, Tuesday, Wednesday night show, uh, The Night Space with Arden. Uh, good times. Your uh, next comedian, she is the host of every Wednesday here from 10, from 8 to 10. It's called Trish and Dan Face Mortality. Well, once a month, it's actually called Trish and Dan Face. No, no. It's usually Trish and Dan Face Oblivion, but then once a month, it's Trish and Dan face mortality. I'm confused because she faces death. She looks into the face so much. It's so hard. I don't know how she does it all the time. You guys are going to love her right now, everybody. It's Trish Pandio! Give it up for your host, Pam. Woo! Happy Friday, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I, like, dated this guy who was six foot four, and I was just, like, crotch-ready for him all the time. It was great for him, not, not for me, no. Um, a little bit about me. I just turned 33 a couple days ago. Come on, come on. Some congratulations. Uh, my mom said, Trishna, listen to me. Your eggs are dying. Your vagina is like a house in San Francisco. Nobody wants to buy it because there's a hipster inside of it. Last week, I was called the fugly Indian version of Penelope Cruz. I know. I was like, oh my God, my dad is finally talking to me. <laughs> I kind of hate it when people tell me that I'm Indian, like I don't know that I'm Indian. That's like telling Denzel Washington that he's black or George Lopez that he's Mexican or telling Donald Trump that he's a tiny little Tropicana orange juice dick. <laughs> He's not even the quality of Tropicana orange juice. He's more like the Tang. You remember Tang? Because it's disgusting and outdated, just like his Tang dick. Fucking Tang dick. I think about him all the time. I think about Trump all the time, you know? Someone who looks like me, you know? You know what I used to think about? I used to think about destroying my boyfriend's self-esteem so he wouldn't leave me. 
Now I have to think about other things. Do I have to worry about my parents? Do I have to worry about traveling internationally? Is my nouveau ring getting deported? I don't know. Do you know? I don't, I got nothing, right? Being Indian is kind of hard uh, here in the, in the Bay Area even. You know, the other day my friend told me, Trish, you're not Indian enough. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, you need to have like mostly Indian friends. And I was like, that's narrow-minded. So I told him to get his slurpee and get the fuck out of my store. I like all types of people, African-Americans, Caucasians, the women that show off their thigh gap on Instagram. I'm even fucking friends with them. You're one of those people, aren't you? You're just like, oh, look at this. Ah, there's a, yeah, this is, no, they're weird. Um, A lot of Americans took things from us that are originally ours. Yoga, meditation, laziness. There's a reason why all Bollywood films have so much dancing. Because we're too lazy to write the script. I can just imagine this Bollywood director, Rajiv, come here. I'm very tired from shaving me my back. Please help me write this script. Stop changing the light bulbs, please. Help me write this script. Stop changing the light bulbs. Stop changing them. Oh, wait a minute. That's an Indian dance. Come on. This, this is, I lost you. Watch a Bollywood film, you fucking racist. Goddamn. You know, a lot of Americans think that Indians are vegetarian, but that's actually not true. Uh, There was this documentary back in the 80s. It was called Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. We ate monkey brain. Has anyone heard of uh, Bikram Yoga, Hot Yoga? Just we're out of a club of fans, if you guys know what that is. All right. See, I don't think that's an Indian thing. I think it's a white people thing because we moved to get away from the heat, you know? The only reason I'll be in a hot room with a bunch of annoying white women would be a frat party at the University of Arizona. At least I get to drink. A little thing about me, I want people to think I'm young, like teenager young. Like if a guy's interested in me, I want him willing to go to prison in order for me to send my vagina to his iPhone. I think the reason I want people to think that I'm young, because being in your 30s is hard, you know? It's, it's hard because my body wants to have a baby, like a teenager. It's like, hell yeah, let's do this thing. But my brain is like an old man. No, get the coat hanger. I hate Obama. I hate Obamacare. He's racist. I don't know. My brain's racist. Yeah, so yeah, um, my friends keep telling me, Trish, being in your 30s is awesome because you're finally comfortable with who you really are. And they're right, I am comfortable with who I am. The problem is that I'm comfortable with being a terrible person. (laughs) I refuse to take Uber rides from Asian drivers, not because I think they're bad drivers, but my surcharge is 3.0 all the fucking time, those greedy motherfuckers, dude. I hate white women that like the band Journey. I stopped believing in them a long ass time ago. I like being the token minority room just to make help white people feel a little less racist. All right, that didn't work. I gotta work on that. <laughs> uh, I've been in a relationship for about four years now. Um, yeah, being in a relationship, I, when we first started going out, I hadn't dated in a while. So I went on eHarmony for some dating tips. And it said to me, 
On your first date, you should never drink too much, talk too much, or unleash your emotional baggage on the first date. So I don't get to do anything I want? (laughs) What's there to do? Scott, what is there? I got playground? I got nothing. I got nothing. Yeah, um, there's just so many dating tips out there for women, but there's like no dating tips for men. Like dating tips for men is rare as finding a fat Asian chick, you know? You just keep looking and you keep looking. It turns out she's only half Asian. (laughs) Such a lie. Here's some dating tips for men. Uh, If you have a neck tattoo, you either have hepatitis C or genital herpes or it's Russian roulette of both. And I don't want to be near any of that. Another dating tip uh, for men, when you put it in, look at my face. (laughs) Small tip, just small. When you put it in, be Asian because I'm tired and it fits. Just, when I could sleep, it just fits right in. Yeah, um, when we first started going out, uh, I would lie about my hot friends so I didn't think he could do better than me. I'd be like, Kristen's cool, uh, but she's crazy. She's got like 10 restraining orders against her. Even the neighbor's dog has a restraining order against her. And Janet, she's cool, but she's racist. She told my brother to shave his back and get a green card. And Heather, she's the worst one of all. She wants to get married. (laughs) Crazy bitch. What's wrong with her? What was I going to say? But now we've been going out for a while. We've been actually going out, and so things kind of slow down, just like any relationship does. And he's really into fantasy stuff, like fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball, fantasy hawker. (laughs) Did I say hawker? Fantasy soccer. Fantasy um, hockey, fantasy everything, fantasy IUD competitions. Who can keep them there the longest? I don't know. What I don't know is how much time he has to fantasize about me. I don't know about that. I travel a lot. Um, I was in Arizona for the first time. Has anyone been to Arizona? Yeah. It's like the borderline incest state to me, you know? Like, I'll look at a, like a boy and a girl, I'm like, oh... I mean, I would look at a sister and a brother and be like, oh, they're like the cutest couple ever. Goddamn. And it's the only place where bros actually exist after 50, you know? Yeah, right? It's like they all look the same. They have the Quicksilver sunglasses, the tribal tattoos, the limited vocabulary. It's awful there. Fucking weird place. Um, I was in Georgia last week. Uh, I was talking to some college kids. They were like 20, 19 years old. And I was like, hey, what do you think about moving to San Francisco. They're like, yeah, I gotta check with my wife. I'm like, what? Check with your wife? Your brain hasn't even fully formed yet. You should not make these life-altering decisions. The last person I know that got married in college was O.J. Simpson, and I don't think things worked out so well for him. All right, that's my time. Thank you so much. Trish and Dan, Face Oblivion, every Wednesday from 8 to 10 p.m. You guys should listen into that here on MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, I'm an asshole. I have no idea who's up next. I got to tell you guys, uh, like, uh, I'm not a short person, but I drink more alcohol than the average bear. And so I've <laughs> forgotten who might be potentially up next. I can look at my list. That'll help. That's nice. 
Uh, anybody else? Does any is anybody else worried about the whole executive order about making uh, recreational marijuana a problem again? <laughs> anybody else scared? I'm so scared. I'm shaking in my boots. I would pee in my pants right now, but I'm wearing a pad, uh, so it would just like soak up. And I like I throw it at 45, but I don't even know how to make that happen. Uh, cause I'm never going to see him. I hope I don't ever see him in public because you're actually, here's the thing. You're not allowed to say that you want to kill any presidential person, but there's no problem in asking them to kill themselves. Right. So I can like write him so many letters and be like 45. Can you please just kill yourself? It would be so great. Uh, I can give you a huge amount of ketamine. Like, I will send you a huge amount of ketamine in the mail so you can just kill yourself. It'll feel so good. You'll just fall away into the kale. I mean, your ego will just disappear. It's so weird because, like, his ego is so big and we're so confused, but I'm like, we can, like, take his ego and we can put it into a black hole made by ketamine and it'll, like, circle itself down. Depends if he does it on this side of the equator, the other side, which direction the bowl spins. Either way, we're all going down, everybody. Your next comedian is from Sacramento. That means he's better than all of us. <laughs> he's closer to the people that make the laws and shit. Makes him important, motherfuckers. I'm sorry. I'm really drunk right now, you guys. And so it's going to be really weird from here on out. I haven't met this guy before, but I'm so glad that he's here. Everybody put your hands together for David Shapiro. The world before my eyes Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm short. Actually, I'm not. I'm average height for an American woman. <laughs> Which makes me sure for a guy, but like if all the ladies in here, if you all lined up on the back wall, I'd be right in the middle, right? Because I'm average height. Um, and yeah, my last name is Shapiro. Um, when my family moved here, it was also a time of anti-immigration. So we had to change our last name a little bit. It actually used to be spelled a little different. It was dollar sign H-A-P. We changed it to an S because we wanted to you know, assimilate in, like, yeah, blend in with the white folk, you know? Yeah, with a lot of diversity here with the short comics. There's, like, short Indian comics, short black comics, short Jewish-Italian comics. Like, that's cool, you know? Anyone can be short. Except tall people. They can't be. Um, So I wanted to talk to you guys about some things I hate tonight. One of those things is the word unicorn. Let me, let me, hear me out. Hear me out, Pam. Hear me out. So unicorn, right? What, let's break it down. Una is one, right? Corn. Where's the corn on that animal? Unicorn, right? That would make a lot more sense if we called it a unicorn. But unicorn, it's a mythological creature, but there's no corn on it. I just, I, I have a big problem with this name, like this, this, this flying horse name, Unihorn, that's what it should be called. You're with me? Okay, cool, cool, I didn't lose you. Um, pennies, I also hate pennies, 
right? And this this one I'm going to sway you guys. I didn't really sway you on the unihorn, but here we go with pennies. Pennies cost, they, they're worth one cent, right? They cost 1.3 cents to mint. No way. They do, which makes no sense. It actually makes less than no sense. It makes negative sense. Pennies are terrible, right? So we need to do something about pennies. Another thing I hate is when you go to the bank and you deposit some money and they're like, do you want your, do you want your balance? You really don't, right? You're like, no, I really don't actually. Just a, just a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Like, let me know the direction I'm going maybe. Perhaps an emoji. Like, and that's another thing. Like, I think, I think we should do away with cursive in school. Because when was the last no. time? Yeah, when was the last time you used it? Every day. <laughs> that's because you guys are Gen X. And I'm not, I'm not millennial. I'm the lost generation of Gen Y. Oh. They told me I was Gen Y. They said, you're not Gen X, you're Gen Y. And then all of a sudden, there were millennials everywhere. So I don't, don't, don't look at me, man. I didn't do this. No, by, by getting rid of cursive? No, but here's the thing. We all type. We all type. You know what? An emoji class would be far more useful, right? Because I don't, some people don't know the difference between the emoji with the, with the crying, the emoji that's crying that it's laughing, the emoji that's sweating. See, when I make a bank deposit, I'm, I'm the emoji that's sweating. And then when they give me my amount, when they give me my balance, my balance is the emoji that's laughing so hard it's crying. <laughs> you have no money. Did I? Yeah, thank you. That's far more useful than cursive, you know? Um, okay, I, have, I'm, I'm, I think I'm done with things I hate. I mean, there are other, there are other things I hate. Maybe we'll come back to it. But, but I want to tell you guys, I want to make an admission. I don't like girls my own age. It's okay, though, because I don't like, like, at an inappropriate age, younger girl. I actually like older women, like 50-year-old women. You know, like the, the women, the foxy women on the Viagra commercial and the ED commercials for the 65-year-old for guy, the young woman for them, that's my jam. Like that woman right there, I love her because a lot happens between 20 and 30, you know, with people. Like I used to be 6'5 when I was 21. Now I'm in a short comic show. I'm only 5'5 five, five and a half. You know, a lot happens to you between 20 and 30. And so I, I just, a 50-year-old woman, that's who she is. And eventually she will age, you know, but like a golden girl, which is great because either she's Blanche and she's like, a, a, you know, a sex cougar at like 70, which is awesome, right? Or she's Sophia, which is funny. And, and tits sag, but humor never sags, you know? So give me, give me the 50-year-old lady. That's who I want. I want one right here and I want one right here on the other side. I want to keep 100, you know? which is also an emoji, see? So if there was an emoji class, you guys would have been right there with me. I want to keep 100. You can keep 100 different ways. You can have like four 25-year-olds, but that's not my, because they're going to all change. Give me the 50-year-olds. Let them age into golden girls and keep it 100. That's what I want to do. I'm, I'm married um, to uh, someone who's far too young for me. She's my age. She's 33. So, you know, it's okay. One day in like 17 years, she'll be hot and, and, and awesome, and I'll be ready for her. She's hot already. If she's listening, you're so hot. <laughs> you're so hot, baby. Um, no, but uh, 
I, I've learned some things about just, you know, marriage and women and people. So the first thing is women pockets in your pants. They're not real. They're like, it's like women opportunities in real life. It's never as much as a man, right? It's like half much, you know? And then sometimes it's just the illusion of a pocket, just the illusion of an opportunity. Like, can you, can you be president? Sure. Oh no, that's just stitching. You can't get your hand in there. It's not really a pocket. Good try, good try. It's true, and all the women know, right? And all the guys are like, what, what do you mean? It's, that's why women always have their cell phones in their back pockets, because you can't put a cell phone in the front pocket of a woman's pants. And the other thing I've learned, and I, this isn't so much a joke as a public service announcement, but for any guys in relationships, heed, heed this lesson, okay? One time my wife and I were talking. It was right when the, the, uh, the birth control for men came out, and then all the men were like, no, we don't want to feel bloated and crampy and irritable. And all the women were like, side-eye, you know? And uh, so I was talking to my wife, and I was like, why don't you just stop taking it? Like, we're married. We're, we're like, we're not we're not 50, but like, we're old. We can, we can like, we don't have to be on birth control. And, uh, she was like, well, it just, it makes the periods hurt less. And this, this is where I said something really stupid. Okay guys. So, so pay attention closely. I said, trying to be supportive and we've been married for almost 10 years. I'm not stupid. I know, I know women, I, you know, but I said, have you ever tried like leaning into it? like leaning into the period and she said what and then she almost hit me so hard that I would have woken up when she was 50 um and I said you know like embracing the um and now I know I'm I know I'm like I'm coming from behind at this point embracing the good aspect of it like there's got to be a good something good don't nod your head don't know there's nothing good and she was like what the fuck are you talking about and I was like, I don't know. I, this, this was a mistake and I'd like to go back. <laughs> this clearly wasn't the right path of conversation. And she was like, that's like leaning into getting hit by a car. Like there's nothing, there's nothing good about it. So I've learned that, um, which is a useful lesson. Like I said, not really a joke so much as a public service announcement. Heed, heed that lesson. I've also, I've also done comedy uh, in drag, which is, is fine because I'm five, five and a half. Right. So it's like, I'm normal, I'm normal chick height. Um, and apparently I was, I was pretty, I was pretty good looking, which is great. Um, I guess, I don't know. I, I thought it looked like me, but it's, it's nice. It's a compliment, you know, to be told you're pretty. And, uh, I, I, I thought about that and I've, I learned a lot about being a woman from that and, and being in the LGBT community. And I thought, this is interesting what else could I learn? Maybe I could do like a black like me thing and learn like lessons like that. And then I was like, oh no, I don't want to because I don't want to get shot by the police, right? And, and you guys are like, oh, that's bad. But think about it. Like if I, if I dress, if, I, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I'm a pretty chick, right? I might, I'm walking down the street, I might get pushed down and raped, right? Like that's, that's like the worst thing that could happen. If I, if I wear like a burqa and do some eye makeup, I might get deported, right? They, they won't even ask questions. They'll just deport me. 
But if I if I if I do like really con- and and no one should do blackface. But if I did like really convincing blackface and I wore a hoodie and I was walking down the street, there's a chance I could get shot by a police officer, right? Which is awful because police officers are supposed to protect you. But on the converse side, if I were to wear a white robe and a pointy white hat, I could be named to the cabinet of the president of the United States of America, right? So it's really I've just learned it's all about what you wear. And that's how you, you know, I'm a Jew. I'm, I'm, I'm a little Jew. Obviously, I'm in the short show. I'm wearing this really awesome little boy's hoodie from the little boy section at Target. Don't understand what these zippers on the side are for. Apparently, little boys need to be zipped in <laughs> just, just a quarter of the way, right? I'm never going to be on the president's cabinet. But if I dress like I'm in the Ku Klux Klan, they might give me a really important government position. And that's okay, because then I, I would tell everyone what's going on, you know, because we don't know what's, go- I don't know what's going on with all this, and you don't know, and you don't know. You know why? Because it's FarmersOnly.com. That's where they're spreading all their propaganda and hate. They know we won't go there, you know? I go to FarmersOnly.com. I figured this out the other day, and I go to FarmersOnly.com. I'm on to them, right? And I log in, and I'm like, FarmersOnly.com, I'm going to make an account. <clears throat> says, what's your name? Shapiro kicked me right off. It's like, you're not, you're not a farmer. I was like, you're right. You're right. Okay. Okay. So I go back on and I'm like, all right, um, Jones says it. Okay, cool. You're in. So I, uh, I'm looking there and I see the guy that got punched. What was his name? Milo. Right. And I said, Hey, and he was like, Hey, and I was like, um, Let's uh, let's let's share information. Let's start a coup. And he was like, and he kicked me off. And later I found out it's because I used the word coup, and that's like way too advanced for the white supremacists. <laughs> they just don't know, they don't know words like that. Anyhow, um, you guys have been awesome, and thank you for letting me fill some short time in your short show. I really enjoyed it. I'm gonna bring back Pam. Thank you so much, Pam. It was a great to be here. David Shapiro, let's do a half hug. That was really lovely. Yeah. Short times, short fun. Right. Uh, your next comedian, uh, I'm getting confused in here. He's all the way from LA. Is he here? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, he is. All the way from LA. That is a big thing, you guys. They are real down there, and they give a shit about comedy. <laughs> we're just dumb little. We're like, let's hang out and drink beer inside a weird room. <laughs> but in LA, they're serious about their comedy. And I hope you guys are serious about your next comedian. I'm sorry. I'm so wasted, you guys. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm not usually like this. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. Everybody, it's George Hill! Yeah! Yo, yo, yo. I'm from LA, so that means I'm a little bit more important than y'all motherfuckers. And I'm famous as shit, even though y'all don't know me. So, that's how I start off the show. There you go. So short month, thank you, Pam, for inviting me down and everything like that, or up, whatever. 
I'm not. I'm black. I'm not good with my geography. You know what I'm saying? It's European shit. That's geography. It's European shit. But anyway, yeah, it's tough being sure. You know, sure is bad, cause like no matter what your motherfucking height, like you talk about, you talk shit about people shorter than you. You know what I mean? Like you six five. They definitely talk about me. Like get your short ass out of here. You can't do shit. You can't dunk and shit. But you could be like a motherfucking dwarf, like 4'2". You talking about the midgets, like, nigga, you 3'9", nigga. <laughs> like, what the fuck you doing out here, nigga? This dwarf city, goddammit. This ain't midget shit. <laughs> like, you ain't no real little person. <laughs> like, you know. So, yeah. I feel for the midgets. You know what I'm saying? You know, I feel for the midgets. I was in Las Vegas the other day. They kicked me out for smoking weed and shit. You know, they fucked up. But you know, I had the hand stamp, so I go right back in. <laughs> shit. But you know, I couldn't see shit. I'm a short ass nigga, everybody tall and shit. I can't even get back to my booth. I'm like, nigga, my credit card here and every goddamn thing. Like, I guess I just have to call the bank and cancel these charges, goddamn it. So yeah, I got a good $2,000 booth for free. <laughs> So yeah, if you tall motherfuckers, I got the one up on y'all motherfuckers. You know, but it's tough in the club and shit, you know? Cause you be walking through, and you always got gas in the club and shit. I mean, it don't matter where, you know, where it at, what time of day, goddamn it. Day party, night party, you gonna have gas and shit. <laughs> and as a short motherfucker, you trapped. You know what I'm saying? Niggas just farting in your goddamn face and shit. I'm like, what the fuck, this shit, y'all didn't eat right, you know what I mean? That's why I like vegans now and shit, because I got to smell this shit in the club, literally, god damn it. But not only that, you know you be, you be motherfucking all effluvious gases and shit, and you don't want motherfuckers to know, so you just burp and shit, and you try to blow it up into the sky, nobody ever did that. Ray, you know you done did some shit. But anyway, you burp it up, but you blowing it right into this 6'5 dude's face. He's like, who the fuck eating barbecue up in this motherfucker and shit? I'm like, yeah, I didn't eat it in here, but you know, it was good as fuck, though. You know what I mean? Woody's off of Slauson. If y'all go to L.A., nigga, I motherfucking know, but y'all just some San Francisco motherfuckers. So, y'all don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, but uh, man, you know, I guess I'm a millennial and shit. Even though they, they said they old, they like 33 and shit. I guess that, that don't really be old, but it, it do feel like it though. You know what I'm saying? And they force you to do this social media dating and shit. You be on this Tinder and Match.com. You know, be getting the goddamn motherfucking special updates and shit. So I get it for sixty dollars for three months. Y'all, y'all don't pay for y'all cheap motherfuckers. <laughs> but I get the real match. Got calm, got damn it, got that damn it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just tired of five sixes and sevens having too many preferences and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like if you doing social media dating, nigga, like you not a nine and ten. Like, you not supposed to have preferences, motherfucker. You just supposed to get what you get, bitch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
Like, nigga, you're a five, bitch. I'm just saying, like, you're not supposed to put, I don't want niggas that six, I don't want anybody under six, five, bitch. Who you trying to find? You ain't gonna find no ball players on no goddamn Tinder and shit. You know what I'm saying? If you six, five on Tinder, nigga, your life is fucked up. You missed that boat, nigga. You know what I'm saying? You ain't going to college, nigga. You ain't going to the league, bitch. If you want a nigga that's 6'5 off a of Tinder, bitch, you fucking succumb to a life of watching that nigga play ball at 24-hour fitness and shit, motherfucker. That's, that's, what you, that's what your life is. So why the fuck you gonna put that in your profile? I'm just saying. That's all. Like, motherfucker, expand your outreach, bitch. And then you be like, you move up to a six. You know what I'm saying? Because a five with a good attitude is a six, goddammit. You know? Pretty good. You know what I'm saying? I see you, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look <good> at <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But uh, I don't know why motherfucking tall bitches be trying to figure out always to say they height somewhere and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, it's in the profiles. I done said that shit already. But they be on the date. And be like, you know, three, uh, every other question, be like, you know I'm 6'3", right? You know what I'm saying? I'd be like, bitch, yeah, I know. But you know, they, they all the same height when you flip them up, goddammit, and shit like that. But I'm, but I'm just like, I want to be 6'3". You know, I, I, I'm, I'm an old school nigga. You know what I'm saying? I, I motherfucking do all the old school shit. You remember when they used to say, like, oh, motherfucking don't smoke cigarettes, it'll stunt your growth. You know, don't lift weights. It'll stunt your growth. Shit, that's why I'm still not lifting weights to this day, nigga. I'm trying to be six, six feet. I'm going to be six feet by December, goddammit. <laughs> nigga, I done put in the work. Nigga, I got a gym at my house that I don't use every day. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get with it. I'm going to grow, goddammit. I'm going to grow. You know, so then I can't be on this show next year, but, you know. Pam, get me on a tall show, nigga, the six feet and up show. I'm lying. That's what I do. I don't even get the short issues, though, you know, because I, I just lie. I don't know why y'all motherfuckers don't do that shit, goddammit, because that'll get you more pussy and shit. But, but like, yeah, I, I think I'm, like, for real, for real, like, medically diagnosed, I think I'm, like, 5'7". But I ain't going to tell no bitches that shit, goddammit. You know what I'm saying? Like... I'm five, eight and a half to all these bitches, you know? I always go about a foot and a half higher than I should go, you know what I mean? Cause y'all bitches is disrespectful when you goddamn short, goddamn it. I just, and I just wanna be just a little bit taller and shit, you know? If you go 1.5 inches taller, you know, that's a good thing. And then bitch tried to bust me out the other day. Oh, I'm 5'9". You ain't 5'9", bitch. Because I obviously went a little higher than the 1.5. You know, sometimes I get, I, get a little, I get a little crazy. You know, I be thinking I'm young and shit. I have my denim on and shit. You know what I'm saying? I look cool with the varsity jacket today. But sometimes I had a denim on. Young. Tall as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Be like, I'm 5'9", bitch. And she was like, you ain't 5'9", I'm 5'9". I was like, bitch, you right, fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Case in point, 
don't fuck with bitches named Amanda and Hayward, because them bitches just disrespectful. Like, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> so I told you earlier I was famous as shit, and I am. Okay. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. But you know you're famous when you go to motherfucking, when you get invited to Hollywood parties and shit. I got invited to this Hollywood premiere party and shit. I went up in there. I learned a couple of things and shit. One thing, everybody in goddamn Hollywood, girls particular, is in search and competition of being the HNIC. Like the head natural in charge and shit. Bitches in, in trying to get bigger hair and shit. Trying to get fucking taller all over the goddamn place. Like, the heels ain't enough, bitch, huh? You want to fucking get the height hair, the hair height. I don't fucking, I don't appreciate that shit. Because I, I can't get my, I got the curl and everything, but it actually fucking makes it smaller, goddammit, it, you know? So, anyway. But yeah, I was up in there, it was like, I went up into the party, it was like a forest full of hair and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, fucking evergreen, I look like a white nigga. Motherfucking trying to find a Christmas tree, motherfucking on the 23rd of December, goddamn it. That's what, that's what I looked like. I was just like, where, where's the best evergreen? <laughs> so I was up in there, you know, I had to instantly turn into a lumberjack, you know, and chop a couple of them bitches down. Good thing I was short. I got to dodge a couple, you know. But I had to turn in lunch. Good thing I was wearing plaid. Otherwise, I would have been ill-equipped, you know what I mean? I mean, you got to. That's certified, certified lumberjack status in the house. I appreciate your support, my dude. You know what I'm saying? He knows what the struggles is. I, he looked like he just got finished chopping a couple bitches down, like, and they in his truck, nigga, still hurt. <laughs> you, feel you feel me? Or caught in his beard, nigga, one of the two. Shit. But I was up in there, bitch, just talking about natural this, natural that. I'm like, bitch, don't get natural confused with unkempt, you know what I mean? If you ain't this shit when you come out your house with your hair, nigga, that's not team natural. That's team laziness. You feel me? And these hoes would be doing all types of shit, looking at fucking all types of shit. I'd be like, put some fucking coconut oil or shea butter or something in your goddamn hair. Like, I don't, I don't know your specific pH, but do some shit with your shit, you know what I mean? Don't come out here with your hair all chapped, nigga, goddammit. You feel me? But just because you put shea butter in your hair don't mean that you can do a YouTube tutorial on natural hair preservation and styles and shit. These bitches be having like 1,500 subscribers, you know what I'm saying? Like, that means at least 100 of these hoes think that this bitch is God, you know what I mean? Like, 10 hair commandments and shit, like, thou shalt not come out on Fridays and you will twist up your hair on them Fridays for seven hours. That's the third commandment. I don't know the one and two. I'm not one of them bitches. So, but yeah, they be having that, they be like, oh, Tonight we gonna do motherfucking avocados and dragon fruits and persimmons. We gonna put B12 in our hair and things like that. I'm like, bitch, is you just reading off the nutrition facts, bitch? <laughs> like the Trader Joe's package just chilling there. Still got avocados in the goddamn shit. 
Like you didn't read off them fat percentages, bitch. You know, avocados got fat for y'all vegan motherfuckers. But yeah, I look closer at them to you too. Do you? It fucks me up so bad I can't even say this shit. You know what I mean? I look at these YouTube tutorials, I look a little, it don't matter what you put in your hair. The bitch eat McDonald's and shit. I can see the 20 piece in the goddamn back. In the back of the video. It's crazy. I'm like a 20 piece bitch? That means she spent all her $5 on one item and shit. You know what I'm saying? That's a gluttonous bitch. You don't. I'm just saying she shouldn't be doing a YouTube tutorial. That's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to do a YouTube tutorial where if I run my fingers through her hair, three mozzarella sticks pop out. That's what, that's, that's what I don't want, you know? And I don't think my bitch should be doing it either, you know? But she don't listen to me. That's why I'm single today. But my, my ex used to love them tutorials. She was one of the 100 bitches. She never went on on Friday. That's how I know the third commandment. But she put the motherfucking smoothie mix, Oddwalla, and the naked juice in her shit. You know what I'm saying? Real overboard with the shit. You know, she come out the shower, her hair is still dry. I mean, like, we got to get to the bottom of this and shit. You know, I like analysis. You know what I'm saying? So I brought up the green board. We look like Taraji P and Hidden Fingers and shit, like being scientific as fuck. Y'all motherfuckers don't look at good movies. That's what I understand. Or black movies, one of the two. Y'all white motherfuckers. I see y'all white. I ain't said shit about it, but but I see that shit. But anyway, I was up in it being signed. I found out the goddamn problem. We got hard water. Her pH was bad. You know what I'm saying? I was like, you gotta call the water company or put some smart water in your shit or some shit, cause. I can't be wasting $83 worth of Whole Foods produce every week, nigga. I can't, I can't do that shit. Uh, you know what I'm saying? My home, I had to pay for my homeboys to get into this $5 shit. I can't be paying for my comedy career and your produce every week. You know what I'm saying? Shit. Now I realize $83 worth of Whole Foods produce is just like two avocados, a cucumber, and some carrots and shit. You know what I'm saying? But I wanted them $35 carrots and shit. I want beta carotene too. You know what I'm saying? I heard it helps with prostate cancer. You know what I'm saying? I want to piss too. She taking my pissing rights away. I don't appreciate this shit. And just wasted on her dry ass chapped hair. You feel me? Put some goddamn Carmex in that bitch or something. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. That's it. That's it about her. I can't talk about her no more. She just fuels my fire. And shit. But yeah, yeah. I want to say one more thing. I want to say something about young bitches. Just, yeah. beca- just because. Because I was in the club the other day and the bitch was just disrespectful to me. So I had to, I'm going to bust her ass out on goddamn FM radio now, damn it. This Oakland ass bitch. <laughs> That's why I don't fuck with Oakland ass hoes and shit, but, but yeah, I was out there. Well, I was in the VIP, you know, eating hors d'oeuvres and drinking Ciroc and shit, you know. The huge. <laughs> she was up there. 
I was spitting game. We was we was exchanging Instagram. I'm like, yeah, G D O T H I L L. She like, oh yeah, you got some nice pics. I'ma lock you in. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, hell yeah. You know, so I lean in and do a real old Mac Daddy mode. Like, hey, let me get your phone number. We can go out Saturday. You know, we go to steakhouse or something. You know, old niggas love steakhouses and shit. You know, <laughs> big beef, no homo. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, but she looked at me like I disrespected her. You know what I'm saying? She said, you already got my Instagram. What you, a bill collector or something? And I was like, bitch, it's crazy as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, get the fuck out of my goddamn booth. No more hors d'oeuvres and Ciroc for you. You know what I'm saying? You telling me I can know all your fucking, you, I can know what you did July 2nd, 2012. Bitch, when she was in high school, she was at a pep rally with her quarterback boyfriend, a fucking selfish bitch. But, uh, and I can't even get your phone number? She's like, yeah, yeah. So, you know, we've been dating for about three or four months now, you know. I slid up in them fucking DMs. Proof positive that Instagram is not just for Yo Gotti, Kevin Gates, and Gucci Mane. It's for you, too. You can find love on Instagram, goddammit. <laughs> Young bitches, too. For y'all old motherfuckers that have given up hope. All right? You, too. I see your girl, but you want more. <laughs> you want You, too, Dean Ray. I know you can get some good pussy off of that goddamn face of yours. But, but yeah, G.Hill, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Match.com if you're nasty. Okay? All right. <laughs> Have a great night. Thank you, Pam. George Hill, everyone. Hooray, huzzah for George Hill, yay. He is a person of small stature, but great personage. Yeah, you guys are like, it's time to leave. Yeah, that, that'll work, that's fine. Uh, we were supposed to have a headliner named uh, Joe Gorman, and he's actually one of my f- favorite comedians in all of San Francisco. He is small stature and big of exuberance. Like, I can actually pretend that I'm Joe Gorman. I would be like, are you guys ready for the best comedy that has ever happened to you ever since the history of ever? Right now, in your faces, it's coming. It's Joe Gorman in your face. See, I'm not Joe Gorman, so it doesn't work that way because it's like weird because I'm not him. But he's really good at it. I didn't know, I, he knew that he was going to be the headliner of this show, but then two days ago I saw that he was like hosting a show at 2CZU High, and I was like, wait a minute, you were hosting a show at the same time you're supposed to be headlining my show. I feel like confused about how things are working right now. Yay. Uh, If I was to say something funny, I would talk about how my butthole looks like uh, someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. (laughs) It's meaty. I have hemorrhoids. I'm sorry. I've never had a baby, but I have hemorrhoids and so my butthole looks weird. Yay. Uh, my boyfriend is awesome, and he has a cousin who made these really cool earrings out of her own butthole. 
She took her butthole and she put it into a cast and then she made it into earrings. And they're tiny, tiny, tiny flowers. They're so darling. Like, if you were going to make my butthole into something, it would be like a brooch. <laughs> like, it would be huge. It would be something that you would wear as like on the side of your lapel. And that would be cute. And I'm like, wow, your butthole. It was really nice that he gave me these. I, I lost one butthole earring and I still have one, but it still makes me feel badly about myself because I'm like, my butthole will never be that small. And like nothing's gone into it that big. I was talking about your cousin's butthole earrings. They're so great. I lost one of them. That's someone's, yes, notes. They're so important. Those are the best notes. All the notes are great notes. Is anyone thinking that their parents aren't proud of them in this moment right now? Is everybody with me? Okay, cool. I know I actually, I was like, I have two master's degrees, but there was no party for me. I don't want to be like the poor white girl that's like, will somebody be happy for my accomplishments? But I was like, I got two master's degrees and I didn't get any parties. <laughs> like, isn't that what you're supposed to get? Doesn't everyone, sorry. I am so sad. I'm, I'm the white girl that's like, I really want all those things that are supposed to come to white people. Like, I've been expecting those the entire time. Like, I went to graduate school. Like, where's my $10,000? I graduated from graduate school and I'm white. Where's my money? Isn't that a thing that happens for people? I'm sorry. Am I, did I not figure, did I not read the whole thing? You grow up and you don't go to detention and then um, you don't have sex with anybody and then you go to college and you do acid but you don't tell anybody. And that's what makes you cool, do you know what I'm saying? And then you write some things and then you get married and then you get divorced the person but you don't take any of the money and you're like, oh, I have no money. And then you're like, what do I do with my life? Wait a minute, are we here right now? Are we? I'm sorry. What does it all mean? Um, I have trouble with the permeability of reality versus non-reality. It's like this crazy thing where like, remember when you were in junior high and they took the piece of onion and they put it on the thing and you looked at it through the thing and they put water on it and you watched you watched the permeability from one place to another like from the lesser concentration to more concentration of salt or whatever are we all on the same page right now? like don't i like what i'm saying is that um i don't know what i'm saying but what i'm saying is that there's a permeability between reality and non-reality and I don't understand it anymore <laughs> I watch movies on Netflix and I'm like who am I <laughs> like Netflix is shaping my whole universe I used to be a person that I was like I'm gonna think objectively about all the things that come into my being and so much of it comes through Netflix and I'm like I don't know what to think about Scout I don't know what to do anymore I'm sorry <sighs> I love Netflix
It just makes me, it makes me a person, you know? It tells me what I need to watch to be a person. Do you see? Like, Netflix is making me a person right now. But I only watch it through my boyfriend's account because I don't do it on my own money because that would never, I would never do that. That would never be me. <laughs> That'll never be me. That'll never be me. That'll never be, never be me now. It won't, and I won't do it. But it's through his account. I'm so glad you got that. I'm so glad you got that from saying anything. I'm so glad you got that. That was just for Thomas Bridgman. I don't even know what this... I, I don't even know how to be funny anymore because it's all so sad. It's... No, really, it is. It is so... This is real life. No, they're gonna make, like, pot not cool again or whatever. And that makes me... I'm like, my entire life has been changed to make me be able to smoke pot all the time. Like, that's my entire life since its inception of understanding life has been like, I want to smoke pot all the time. And I'm like, yeah, that's what I want to do. Let's have a radio station where I can just smoke. If anybody has any pot, we can all smoke it inside right now. Break out your pipes. Everybody, right now, break out a pipe. Fucking smoke your pot right now. This is my entire life. My entire life from inception, as I understood myself as an adult into who I am now, is like, I should be able to smoke pot anytime I want, anytime I want to do it. And in this building, I say, yes, let's do it right now. All the time. It's crazy to me. Why is this not okay? Pam, I'll get you pot during... No, it's, it's, no, no, I know. I don't even say his name. Don't say his name. Anybody, anybody anymore, don't say his name. Just call him 45. His name is 45. Don't give him a name. Call him 45. Objectify him as he objectifies women. Here's the thing. I'm just a four, right? No one would ever listen to me because I'm not pretty enough. I'm a four. Yay. Like I got weird hips and my butt sags in a weird way. I'm a four. No one ever listened to me. Ha. Like that's cool. But what I'm saying is, um, you, that's terrible that he just brings it down to the way that people look. I don't, I don't even, I, I have a thing. Okay. So in 1904, I couldn't flash my hairy ankle. Because I would be a disgusting slut. Do you remember? Yeah. In 1904 when you showed your ankle and you were gross? Yeah, but now if I don't shave from my big toe up to my twat like a four-year-old girl, I'm a disgusting slut that no one wants to have sex with. I know. Why? Because it's all about who makes money off you. You know, you can't. You can't sell hair dye to women with self-esteem. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. But uh, the new Gillette, the new Gillette razor, it has 17 blades. Do you know about it? 17 blades for the closest shave. The 13th blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower. Because you'll never be good enough. Do you get it? Shave as much as you can, but you will never be good enough. <laughs> I know, right? You'll never be good enough. It's so great. I love it. I'm so excited about never being good enough. Shave. Uh, also, in 1949, there were like, uh, 1849 there were 18 different um things uh things that people did with co the not comedy but like what's the other word not comedy but like 
uh, what's the word for it? It's like politics. Oh, I'm sorry. So political parties, there were like 13 political parties. One of them was the anti-renters. <laughs> Sounds real political right now, doesn't it? This is in 1849. One of them was the anti-Nebraskans. There was a whole party against Nebraska? What was happening with Nebraska in 1849 that they had a whole party called the anti-Nebraskans? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, there were the, there were the pro-bank Democrats. <laughs> Sounds pretty normal right now, doesn't it? Uh, but there were, there, were, there were 16 different parties that you could subscribe to. But I'm like... Yeah, man, that the, the anti-Nebraskans. Fuck Nebraska. What is this? Fuck Nebraska. Listen, fuck Indiana. Wasn't Pence? He's the guy that did the Indiana thing and ruined that all. Wait, no, I don't find the carb on the side. Here we go. Thank you so much. That's super crazy. Oh, that's crazy. That's great. No. <laughs> let's, do, let's do some pro. Let's do some pro <laughs> I almost peed my pants. <laughs> you can't cough. If you cough that much, sometimes you pee your pants. Trying not to do that right now. What we're gonna do is, did I? I the prophets I already told my Melania joke tonight. So I can't do it again. So what I need to do is I need to bring up our next comedian who's going to make you guys laugh. This big, big, big Asahi. Yeah, because I already did my Melania joke. So I'm like, what the fuck am I going to do? No. This is what I figured out earlier today. I didn't know that our headliner, Gorman, wasn't going until he put out a thing where he's like, well, I'm hosting... Too, too, too high. And I'm like, wait a minute. You can't be hosting tonight because you're headlining my show. But he never got back to me. I suck. No one. I, but, <laughs> I know. I don't want to pee my pants. But what I'm going to do instead is bring up a great, great headliner who I love so much. I can't wait for your show all the time. Everybody, it's Thomas Bridgman. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Thank you so much for um, putting that. <laughs> you got 20 to 21 minutes. Do I have 21 minutes of material? Guaranteed. Yes. I'm just going to go. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go off on Gorman in a very Gorman style rant. <laughs> so. What's up with this fucking Gorman guy, right? Joe Gorman, he can't make you do a fucking show. What he, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna sign up for a headlining slot at a at a shithole in Tenderloin. He's gonna he's gonna ignore the the the, the radio station where his beautiful words are gonna be broadcast all over the entire world and everyone's gonna listen because he's so fucking funny. Jay Wolf, Joe Gorman, what a dangerous character. I tell you what, if I was gonna encounter a wolf in an alley, guaranteed it would be that that motherfucker. I can't do that for very long. I don't know how he does it all the time. Always. I love that. <laughs> I love... <laughs> I'm going to be on record saying I fucking love the guy that we're shitting on right now. Um, we once had a, dare I say, vaguely romantic experience where he... 
God, this was so sweet. I was new uh, in town. I was a new comic. Nobody really knew me or if I was a decent person or I could have been a slasher. Uh, and this dude needed a ride home to Treasure Island, which is not an easy fucking thing to do. Uh, but, you know... He was, he was asking anyways, and I agreed to drive this motherfucker because I was going to Berkeley. I was like, well, I've never been to Treasure Island. He was like, dude, you've never been to Treasure Island, man. You've never been to fucking, fucking, I'm going to take you out there, dude. You know what we're going to do? We're going to smoke a bowl. We're going to go out to Yerba Buena Island, dude. I'm going to show you my old apartment, dude. You're not going to believe the fucking view, dude. The view from this spot is fucking stellar, dude. And um, if you knew who I was impersonating right now, it still wouldn't be funny, but you'd be like, damn, he's good at doing that, dude. Uh, <laughs> so we went out to this, like, I mean, you, you're Babuena, right? It's the little, it's the, it's the pretty one. It's the one you see. It's not the one made from garbage. It's a rock with trees, right? You can't believe anyone lives there. Like, if anyone lives there, it seems like they hunt people. Like, they're that rich. They're like, most dangerous game this weekend? Yes, I think so. Uh, so, he, so I, like, it's like 1 a.m. We're leaving fucking dirty tricks. And, uh, and, and he takes me up a windy road on a tiny rock in the middle of a freezing cold deadly bay. And <laughs> with the promise of drugs and a view. And... Uh, I gotta say, I'm so glad that I closed my eyes and went with it because Gorman and I, it was nice. It was very nice. All right, I'm done shitting on him. I'm gonna try and do some jokes. I'm not gonna fill 21 minutes. So I'm gonna wind up just asking you guys a lot of questions about yourselves and I promise you I'm not gonna, I'm, I don't pray on people who participate with me. We'll have a good time, okay? But I'm gonna try and do material right now, okay? Uh, okay, so I just found a new thing that I fucking hate about myself, which is, uh, no, 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 no. like, I, it's like for a person who, who actually gets a little pleasure out of being self-hating, uh, finding a new thing that I can identify, uh, and try and write jokes about is, oh, a delight. Uh, I realized that I say ouch when I almost hurt myself, but even though I, but like, I, but I don't. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? That didn't come out right, did it? It's the weed. Blame the weed. Uh, when I almost hurt myself, I'll give myself an ouch anyways. And I think it's the worst trait a person can have. Uh, I'll explain. Uh, because here's the thing, like, ouch is kind of just this, like, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a muted down baby's cry, which is like, I shit myself. Uh, I need some food. Uh, it's too hot. Uh, like, babies just cry because it's their only fucking word. It's just cry, right? Ouch is just, a, it's the adult version of crying. And when you, like, say I was going to move this thing, but, like, almost kicked it, and I went, ouch. And then I'd be like, no, I didn't, I didn't hurt. Right, this is brand new. I don't know. I'm not going to keep going with it because it's not as fun as I thought it would be. Um, okay. I like to... <laughs> Yeah, I don't have any bits to start with. I like to. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. Um, hey, Sun Tzu. Uh, is there any chance you could play something fun, something hip and poppy? Something with a kind of a hip-hop kind of a beat, something like that? It's, I know. I'm totally ripping off that fucking Baskets character. It's my natural go-to. I go to a lispy southern guy all the time for fun. Before Baskets, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter when he gets it going because when he does, it's going to be a good time. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a little while. <sighs> okay, come on. Radisson Marriott. 
banquet room. Get there. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever wanted to learn how to moonwalk, but you thought anyone who was ever good enough at it to teach you how is already dead? Well, guess what? You're absolutely wrong. Hi, I'm Tony Moonwalk, and I'm here to tell you guys about my million-dollar moonwalk program. <laughs> Let's hit it! I wish it would have just happened right then. Ladies and gentlemen, you might have heard a lot of rumors about the moonwalk. It's an old dance. It's a weird dance. It's more of a transition from one dance to another dance. Well, guess what? Once again, you're hit the thousand. Is that right? Uh, you're wrong, ladies and gentlemen. Not moonwalking music, but guess what? The man for whom that move was named can still successfully glide his way to success through whatever this is. I'm so stupid, it's painful. Ladies and gentlemen, 400 payments of $1,000 will gain you access to the move once described by Dance Journal as an affront to the art form of movement. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Tony Moonwalk, and I'm here to guide you to success through moonwalking. All right, that's about as far as that thing goes. <laughs> you can see why I'm a little nervous about 21 minutes. Because I can't shout at you forever. I've, I'm doing my own show, and I need to be Soto Voce. Who knows? Voce? Soto. I need to have a soft and silky, smooth, not unlike, not unlike <laughs> conditioner in your hair. My voice must be like the conditioner in your hair. A leave-in conditioner. No greasiness. No pimples on the brow. Just frizz taming and... Why do I even talk about hair? I don't have any. <laughs> your cotton candy will lay flatter upon your barren brow. <laughs> This was supposed to be my voice that I was describing. Well, that's how I have to be for my show, Deep Tissues with Dr. Genius. It's the next show. I would consider myself to be the most likely, for dealing in superlatives, you know, like in a yearbook situation, most likely to kill myself of anyone that I know, and most of the people that the people I know know. <coughs> They know because I'm very vocal about it. That's kind of my, uh, that's my little defense system is I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 everybody. Ha -ha. This guy, not no great. <laughs> not today, not yesterday. No uh, hope for the future. Um, so I get a lot of advice because the other end of that uh, personality flaw is that I'm delightful. I, I put all of my energy and powers and all of my, and it's all, it's all real. Like, it is actually fulfilling to me to like see joy in someone else's face. So, so of course people are like, they're like, they're trying to like throw some sodium benzoate on this guy. Like, we got any preservatives? Let's keep this guy around. So I get a lot of advice. <laughs> you like that? I'm not even sure if that is. Any food chemists in the audience tonight? Can we? 
Are we taking calls, Sun Tzu? Can we see if anyone out there, can, food chemists, not taking calls? You know what, fair enough, frankly. That's a whole other realm. We could get into some sweet Gail stuff. Oh, I love that woman. She doesn't even listen. She doesn't have a rate. She doesn't know how to use the internet, so she can't hear it. She just calls to just throw out hypotheticals like, what if one time uh, there was a lamb, and it, but it fell in love with a horse, and then also then there was a nuclear bomb, and then they, but that was what the new people are. That's just, that's her conversation. Open-ended. Go from there. Okay, sweet girl, you just, you just really did something there. Um, where was I going? Oh, my advice. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Uh, advice, like 100% of statistics, 90% of advice uh, is wrong and just made up right then. Um, <clears throat> but, okay, advice is darling because it shows intention, it shows care. Somebody's trying to help you. But advice actually just means I'm not listening to a fucking word that you're saying, sad person. I am, like, I'm just pulling out, like, I'm, I'm opening a first aid kit. I'm just, like, throwing them all at you, like, throw one of these out, see if it works. Uh, <laughs> right? I just made that up. That, that works. Does it? This is, I'm going to listen to this later and be like, whoa, Bridgman. One minute? Fuck! Did I just do 20? Ah! Okay. Um, the only advice I ever want is the advice that the idiot best friend to the protagonist in an 80s teen sex comedy gives him, which is almost always, you gotta walk with some rhythm, man. Like, their advice is always to just be like an R. Crumb character, like big stepping down sidewalks. And you know, it's a pimply nerdy. You can't, you can't pull that shit off. That's the kind of advice I want. If anybody wants to give me advice, teach me how to walk like that. All right, thank you very much. I'm Thomas Bridgman. Hey, next show. Next show, 10 to midnight. Well, I only, do, I only go till 11 because I'm an ancient old man, Dr. Genius. So the, the next show is called Deep Tissues with Dr. Genius. Uh, I basically play straight man. It's like an open mic for comics to do character stuff. So if any comics uh, want to just do that without wasting mic time or being terrified, uh, it's a very fucking safe space. I do character shit all the time. I'll play, play straight man. I'm in there. You get up here, you do your thing, uh, and I ask you questions and just kind of like give you prompts. So consider it. Thomas Bridgman, Dr. Genius, and Deep Tissues coming up next. Yeah, it's good. Not a doctor, not a genius. Not a doctor, not a genius. I'll leave you guys with this. I'm not a doctor nor a genius, but what I want you guys all to do is find a man uh, who's uncircumcised and you want to pull up his dick and you'll pull his foreskin up over his dick and you want to put whiskey in his foreskin because you want whiskey dick for real. Can we, got, fi can we finally get something we want? Can we finally get the whiskey dick we want? I know it's twofold. It's twofold. One, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. You know what I'm saying? I really want, it's cool. Yeah! And two, I'm just trying to keep it clean. I want to clean out all that schmegma. You know what I'm saying? I want to put it in there. I want to suck it out. I'm excited about the future, you guys. Thank you for being here on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. 
clap it up for yourself. Say, yay us. Yay, yay you. And uh, stick around, because it's Deep Tissues with Dr. Genius coming up next. Everybody turn around and uh, say, we love you, Zunzu. We love you, Zunzu. That's right. He's doing the ones and twos. All right. Good night, everybody. Yay. <laughs> insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good! Because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again! And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. This is Tuchel Matters with Mutiny Radio. Big up to the number one station that rule the nation. Give it to me every time. Ah! Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey.
Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than MutinyRadio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion. We run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk, MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF brings you visual and auditory mind control. For the best graphic design, physical merchandise, and live music promotion, go to www.subliminalsf.com and check out their hilarious t-shirts and super cool bands at clubs and bars all over the Bay Area. Subliminal SF creates amazing flyers, posters, and design for every need. So go now to www.subliminalsf.com and experience what this wonderful local business has to offer. The second annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival is coming March 1st through 5th, 2017 to San Francisco, featuring 25 shows in five days and 50 comedians from across the entire U.S., from Washington and Portland to Los Angeles, New York to Indiana, Tennessee to Pennsylvania, these comics will join San Francisco's best underground comedians for five days of comedy at Mutiny Radio. All shows will be live streaming and available after via podcast at www.mutinyradio.fm. But see them live in our intimate 30-seat performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Mission, March 1st through 5th. Tickets available on our website, www.mutinyradio.fm now brought to you by our generous festival sponsors alta california botanicals destiny's mom what a tomato produce company the law offices of john p strauss the third asiento frufruhot.com jankytown.org brooke heineken pervert fervor and trina roderick Asiento. This locally owned Mission Neighborhood Bar and Restaurant is excited to be a sponsor for the festival. 
We hope you'll join us any night of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival for happy hour pricing all night long. Just mention that you are an audience member for happy hour pricing March 1st through the 5th at Asiento. Our address is 2730 21st Street at Bryant Street, just a half a block away from Mutiny Radio. Asiento has a warm, friendly neighborhood vibe that's perfect for an after-work drink or for a night out. Featuring a comfortable bar and extensive tapas menu, this is the perfect place for groups that want to get together for drinks and food. Join us at Asiento. 